Hello, and welcome to Amateur Attempts. It's all fucked. Yeah, so welcome back. Okay, this is going to be part of our new series that we've already started, but welcome to Our Thoughts Are Fucked. Yeah, so, and thanks for listening, bye. Uh, nice. So, we have two interesting things we're going to talk about. I'll give this a quick rundown. This is our rundown. combination now, huh? So, and this is actually more of an appreciation, more the depressive, like, just give up on life because you're just a loser sitting your base in the post. That was the this last actually episode. Pretty, that was the last uh, episode. Yes, it was. This is actually more of an appreciation of <laughs> yeah. things such as technology, which we're going to talk about in terms of cars, also infrastructure-related stuff, such as fast charging, and then, yeah. So, let's kick it off. Cars. What is a car, Dylan? What is a car? You may actually describe a car. Do we have enough time? Chris, get fucked. Okay, okay. let's just get All to right. it. <laughs> we have when, half an hour. Went okay. too deep. And you don't waste 20 seconds, okay? Get well, on your I will shit. never. I will never pay you. Okay. okay. Well, anyway. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. So cars, I you know we all have our different takes. Some people just drive them because they're just you know A to B, so they don't really care. They just want something simple or whatever. Some people are more bougie; they want the best of the best. Or some people like ourselves have more of an artistic swing, where we see certain cars and we're like, "Wow! If you just modify those bipeds, you can make it look like this." We think we're or, fucking Picasso. Yeah, with cars essentially. So. What's interesting, though, is that given with, you know, technology such as 3D printing, really nowadays, whatever design you can think of, you could probably do. As long as it's defined physics, you could probably do it. Back, you know, so if you rewind it back to like the 50s and 60s, pretty limited. Even up to the 80s, you're pretty limited on what you can do in terms of body structure, hmm. design, you know. There's just, I mean, you had injury-related stuff because, you know, engines are... You know, in terms of that, that's more mechanical. So it's not like you could aesthetically, you know, you could basically add on this crazy, let's say intake, but it won't make a difference. Your compression's mm. off anyway, you know, versus body styling was pretty hard because most of it was like flush paneling or uh, press paneling. So most did, people didn't have the equipment to bend steel. Exactly. And, yeah. and if you were to, you basically had to go to a specialty shop that maybe had a team of like 10 plus people and cost you like over a hundred grand plus. Like, it wasn't cheap. It wasn't you, know? you doing it, it still was, was someone else. Yep. All handmade, rolled panels, all sorts of random stuff. So, you know. <laughs> Let's just put this and this together. That looks shitty. Let's just start again. <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. Well, that's we get the term coach building, too. Yeah. You know, that's the whole idea of it, that, you know, you used to go to a coach builder. They didn't provide the engine or the chassis. They just provide the body work. Yeah. So, and that still happens. Rolls-Royce is pretty famous for still doing coach building. You tell them what you but, want. Yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing is, even the average Joe, you know, with certain designs, the way you can now with plasma cutters, all sorts of shit, you can basically make or weld wide body kits pretty easy. Mm. Even there's like plasti dip related stuff, where it's not, sorry, plasti dip. Fiberglass. Yeah, there's another thing I was thinking Plaster. So I was plaster Pla- thinking about. Plasti dip, Bondo. Yeah, you can basically printing, yeah. make whatever shapes you want. Vacuum so, forming, yeah. Yeah. As um, long as you got the time and energy and money, you can do it. Well, I guess, so to kind of clarify, what, what we're talking about is the, the, the tools available for a person to create something from their mind is better is, is basically better than it ever has. And I think the amount of custom things you see are, are exposed to is basically out of the most it's ever been, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what do we think, like, just kind of go over the, what are the main causes of this, right? Is technology and equipment that's either been invented or improved? 
kind of like we just mentioned, people having access, you know, to being able to build their own shop and have space yeah. for things and equipment. Well, I think it's more the fact that now, you know, technology itself in some aspects have become cheaper, right? For example, computer technology. Computers now are, you know, relatively universal, more understandable, easy, you know? Software. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's the software of the day, you know? Um, so that's the thing. I mean, nowadays, you know, cars have hundreds of computers. Yeah. You know, granted, that makes it more complicated to work on, but nonetheless... Computers now are cheap versus you rewind 20 years ago, mm. actually more than 20 years ago, but you know what I mean? You go back, computers weren't cheap and they were the size of, let's say, a whole fucking room. They were so, the size of your aunt. So, point is, nowadays, you can literally buy like a Raspberry Pi and literally a computer, like, you know, program your fucking, uh, I don't know, like a little fucking RC car if you wanted to. That's how yeah. easy it is now. What so. I was thinking is, um, I mean, back in the day before software, you know, you had to make everything by your own hands of some kind or machine. Yep. Right? Prototyping, designing, shaping. Um, you have the ability to make a complete vehicle in software and yeah. figure out what works and what doesn't. Exactly. And then, you know, as part, part of a process, all this stuff is still, you know, r- relatively complicated and it takes time, but it's doable for people. people it's do way it. doable now. Um, and you can also get it done faster you know, now, too. Of course, the, so. the cost of learning software, getting good at it is cheaper and then probably my materials are going to school and blah, 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 have to learn these skills. You know, you have you have avenues available that are free or, you know, paid and various prices. But, you know, with AutoCAD, did you think about your potential to get basically your dream put into reality in one form to where you can see it, collaborate with others to figure out what works and what doesn't, and then figure out what's the physical things you need to do to make it happen? Yeah. That's like basically the biggest game changer is like I can make something three-dimensionally and understand what it is I made. Mm-hmm. And then I can work on translating without having to remember what the fuck is in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. So well, I think that's pretty key. Yeah. Well, the other key thing too with technology, which I appreciate, is the ability to share. Yeah. So for example, I just out of curiosity because I, you know, me, I, I told you about with the C10, I'd like to actually make a custom futuristic mm-hmm. gassing for, right? So I was curious. I was like, I bet YouTube, sure enough, that someone's already made a custom gas tank for a classic car. Because mm-hmm. how many viewers there were? How many videos or viewers? I uh, know videos of people making custom gas tanks. Oof. Uh, I mean, if it's YouTube, yeah, probably a couple hundred. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Quarter, th- 250,000, basically, rounding. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that many people have made their own gas tanks. Imagine trying to do that like a couple decades ago. Yeah. Like, what would your resources be, you know? Exactly. Like, it would be word of mouth at that point, newspaper really. Newspaper ads. Yeah, it'd have to be word of mouth. you have to know somebody who was making a gas tank in, let's say, like, at Ford or whoever, you know what I mean? You talk to people in a shop. Yeah. First, yeah. So now, you just YouTube, you know what I mean? So, yeah. that's all technology. And most importantly, it's easier than ever to shit on people's builds. Okay, yeah, that too. <laughs> so. Yeah. You, have that, you have that part too, but yeah, you have the ability to collaborate and someone knows something that you're trying to figure out or something you don't know, something you don't know. It's like, oh, I didn't know I needed to know that before I did this. Yeah. You have the ability to collaborate as you, you know, publicly post and update on what you're doing and people can chime in who've done something similar. And you're like, bam, I never knew that. Don't even know where you are. You could be thousands of miles away, but you've taught me something yeah, that exactly. I didn't know I needed to know. Um, yeah, it's pretty key. It's, it's pretty cool. Yep. I got to say. It is interesting though, as I think... It's probably making people trying to up their game a bit because you see a lot of cool stuff out there and it kind of makes, I think for me, because I'm like, oh, oh I was going to do that. 
You know, I'd say I'd say yes, no on that. Because, like, for example, I think with cars, we might be going through a whole nother, like, let's say, customizing revolution here. Because cars... Oh, I thought you were going to say Renaissance, Dylan's going to slap you. Well, I mean, you could call it Renaissance, too. Honestly, Renaissance! Dylan's favorite word. Either way. Um, the reason I'm saying this because, like, with, I've noticed some newer cars, they're getting, like, a little boring. And also, the shapes are pretty similar. Like, there's not yeah. much deviation. And don't get me wrong, they look good. Because, you know, professionally done, right? New. But I wouldn't say there's anything, like, crazy unique. You know what I mean? Like, you buy, for example, the S4. It's nice, it's fun, it's fast. But there's also, like, God knows how many other people with S4s out there. And it's just a variant on a platform. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm actually impressed with the new one. I'm, I'm kind of cool that it went that direction. At least it looks different, you know? Actually, it looks, like, futuristic, like, so the, what they were intending to do. So I'm like, okay, that's... You're going outside the box. I appreciate within that. The, w- within the constraints of, like, modern car design. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, you know, but it shows you, right? I mean, they still took a risk with that, you know. Like, it's definitely out of the norm, I would say, for Beamer. So I was, I was like, good job, do something new, right? And whether so, it's going to age well, everyone agrees. Well, now that's kind of the new unique is like, well, it doesn't have to be see, universally I beautiful. Shit. I hate that shit. If yeah. you own it, like, who cares what other people do? Right. You're the one that drives it at the end of the day. Yeah, you have. To, if you're driving it, you have to like it. So Dude, fuck you clearly haven't met think. America. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love my Prius. It's just like, you know, that uh, weird, uh, oh God, I can't remember the TV skit, but it was like, so basically it was this uh, dude at like, uh, it was a kid's birthday party. He just starts to slap people. Oh, I love that, that, okay. that uh, the Australian one. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. that was great. Even the police, you know. Yep. Children. So, point is, exactly, fuck what people think. Like, you yeah. have to drive it, you have to live with it, make it how you want to make <laughs> Don't it. Don't live by that advice of the slap. <laughs> so... No, slap a cop. Fuck it. Either way, you only live that once. That child slap him. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Well, the U.S. is weird, though, because we have that chip on the shoulder, that aesthetic, oh, I agree shallow aspect where you just have to judge. I have a classic truck. You know how I many old people give me shit while I talk about when I chop part of it? They're like, you can't do it. It's a classic. It's $80. It's original. It's yeah. like, I own it, though. They're like, like you don't complete on it. It's like, does not compute. It. it basically does not compute. <laughs> error, error, error. System failure. <laughs> Let me replace my vacuum capacitor. Yeah. So that's true. Uh, I get that aspect too. I think to, to clarify, we both basically like we have ideas for things where it's like we take a stock vehicle and it's like. Depending on the certain level of customization, it's like I get really good satisfaction. The example of vehicles that have a decent customization market, where I can take things that exist but create my own, you know, unique combination, mm-hmm. um, and look at what's out there and look at what do I like. Um, and yeah, as long as it's what I enjoy and I get satisfaction from, then nothing should stop me. Of course, I see a lot of stuff that people do and I'm like that's garbage, and then they have to remember that it's not my car. Mm. So, you know, the world is free to do what you want with it. So, um, it's, it's interesting too, though, because I think you can get some builds and we may be like, ah, eh, that's kind of gaudy, you know? It's like, well, some guy did some custom thing with a classic truck or, you know, a, a Japanese sports car or something like that. And we're like, mmm, like, you, you may like it. I'm like, that's cool and all, but like, that does absolutely nothing for me, you know? Like, I'm getting zero interest. I don't hate it. I'm just like, nah, you know, it's, it's something. Yeah. Like, it's different, but for, for them, you know, that could be the ultimate perfect vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, man, I've done it. I've made, like, the thing that's in my head perfectly, and I adore it. Yeah. And that's all on them. That's, like, good for them, you know? But I see. I think that's the key to it right there, as you kind of said yourself a second ago. 
it shouldn't really matter what other people think, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at the end of the day. Um, so, but I think we're just kind of programmed, at least in the United States, probably actually, well, I mean, I should, I would say in general, people are programmed, especially in the mature societies, that you need to judge others based on what you have. Yeah. So, and basically your standards are up to, you know, their standards. It's like, oh, no, see, you're the one that has the problem. It's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. Your design's not that good. It can yeah. be better. It's like, but can it? Like, better for them, but idea. not for me. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. I think in the U.S. we just have this really bad tendency. It's like, oh, well, if it's not approved by a societal standard, it's, like, flawed, right? Or, yeah. like, to serve people, it's like, you know, basically, if you don't get that approval, that's why I feel like a lot of people they also play it safe for the most part. Like, yeah. which I get it, but, like, at the same time, it's like, oh, I bet there's a lot of grandies out there just kind of went, like, chucked under the rug. Just because they just, like, they basically just didn't want to deal with, like, you know, the pressure of, like, oh, why'd you do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I should, I should say, I don't think, you know, that should hold anyone back. I think everyone should try to pursue whatever their goals or projects are. Because at the end of the day, I don't know. I think, honestly, it would probably get, I think if everyone was allowed to basically give free-flowing expression, you probably would find a design that you just never thought of. It's mm. kind of the same with music. If music was restricted, we would have had, like, half the great... Not just one hit wonders, but in general, songs out there that the we weird have. shit. Exactly. Yeah. It was, can you imagine if music just never went past the bebop age? Be rough, Dylan. Exactly. Be fucking rough. Or like the whole 1950s, like just like, just in general, like finger snapping, you know? Tears for Fears <laughs> was the end of music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so. Or, exactly. for example, a universe where it's just Beach Boys. I mean, I like the Beach Boys, but just Beach Boys music. I can music. talk this. Just a rude sandstorm. Yeah, I'd shoot myself. Yep. I like Did just, I love just a rude sandstorm, but it was just that. No, I'd shoot myself. <laughs> Everyone would, Dylan. There's only so much that you can handle. <laughs> I don't know, man. You scare me sometimes. You bring like, up a lot Satan? more. <laughs> but... Either way, so yeah. exactly. I like that there's variation because that leads to other ideas that people just in general might have never thought of or honestly might have just improved on the original design. Mm. So, because like car manufacturers have to play safe because at the end of the day, they need to make profit. You know what I mean? So that's why they, they need don't people to want to buy it. Yeah. In large so, numbers. Yeah. Exactly. So they can't deviate too much. They got to keep, even when they do deviate, so that's going to be a complete flop. Good yeah. example of the Dodge Viper. You know, like, it deviated too much this last generation where people just didn't go for it. So, Christ, they ended up losing money off it. Yeah, and the and market has kind of shifted away from what the Viper's about. That's true. Bit, so, yeah. yeah. But it, it shows you, though, like, you know, if a car just doesn't fit what the basically the mass market wants, mm. it won't sell. Yeah. So. Well, here, for example, I mean, just sedans. Mm. Sedans have been shrinking and shrinking, and companies are not putting in as much risk and they'll just remove models from the U.S. market that they sell worldwide because they just don't sell here. And you're like, there's no reason it shouldn't, but tastes in the U.S. have just changed. And people, it's changed for not really any particular reason that makes sense. It's just that people can be swayed by Atlas, this, this aspirational aspect of trying to be better, do more, have more capability. Mm. And, you know, most people don't use it, so everyone has crossovers and SUVs, Right. Other countries do perfectly fine without the SUVs, right? Yeah. They're not living third world country lives <laughs> because they don't have a, a Tahoe, you know, or a, basically a station wagon that's taller. Yeah. Uh, but that's the way U.S. market is, and that's what people are comparing it against is, you know, how big of an SUV can I get? 
You know, how fast can I make that SUV go? How bad gas mileage can I get? You know? Yeah. Um, that's the world we live in. And people will just take on on paper something that you know, has some practicality. But the fact that everyone's going for that when we lived perfectly fine before that is an interesting just thing going on in the U.S. That's the more the way the market is. And as much as the quote-unquote car enthusiasts are upset about it, we're just upset about it because our personal choices are less because the market has dictated that the things that we want exist less. You know, mm. we have less options for small sports cars or, you know, stick shifts or small cars or like, you know, oh, I want more sedans or like wagons and things. We just, we have less options, right? So um, that's the one aspect of customization that I'm interested in. But, you know, there's less options in the U.S. than are in other countries of things that would interest me. Mm. In some markets where it's like, oh, I want to look at, you know, a hypothetical vehicle scenario and I'm, I'm limited in the U.S. as to what I could possibly purchase. Um, that's just the way it is, you know. It's just the way, the, it's the way that markets have worked. So that's why the cars are boring and, you know, because people have expectations. Because I, I think we always forget, considering the fact that everyone judges each other's cars mm-hmm. and, you know, line, how, how they dress, how they behave, what their house is like and all that. But really a lot of cars, because that's what you see, you know, so many of, of people you never meet. Um, most well, people aren't car people. Well, that, well, that too. But also, I mean, before we get to our next segment here, I think there's actually a, a, a different fundamental problem too. Um, I think people also there's a fear which we're kind of taught to. Well, I, I guess things are kind of changing though. But there's still that kind of fear of standing out. Mm. Like you know, whether it's clothing or cars or just certain things. I mean, being looked shit, at. You, well, you know how I many people I've had arguments about where it's like you know basically they have to get iPhone because that's like the hip thing. If you deviate from iPhone, it's like oh, or what? they'll tell you, know you I mean? it's so, just better, but they can't explain why. why. Yeah. So, but the same thing with clothing too. You know what I mean? Like clothing itself, because now we're going to kind of a little bit more of a now. I get to put a little part of the country you're in, but are like, you going to say it near the, the city? Harvard? Huh? Are you going to say the Renaissance word? No. Okay, go. Um, so, similarly in San Francisco, uh, a lot of, um, it's not really cyberpunk clothing. What the fuck is it called? Isn't there a term that they use for it? Goth? No, like tech clothing. Tech clothing. Okay. Like really kind of basic streetwear, but like it's like multifaceted where like there might be a charger in the market. You know, stuff like that. Just basically like smartware. More practical, like pure pure utilitarian exactly okay so super boring but super practical but also a little like, brandy a little no where it's little like brandy, oh this is like, my this is my quote-unquote like startup silicon valley brand type deal now no i would say not like that okay so but different than that um but it, that's the thing you know what i mean like but the point is though what the, the actual we look at so this wear it's just like black on black Mm. You know, not much actual style. It's just black on black. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just like just it's kind of like the you know basically the it's like minimalism basically, but with tech. Mm. So I'm seeing that more and more even with cars too. You know, like for example, I can say how many like white, gray, black cars I see. Yep. There's no like other real crazy color unless if you get some sort of muscle car. But even then, muscle cars are pretty. I don't know, even though I see those like with less kind of hot kind of like, oh, yeah. look at that. That's a crazy purple or look at that, you know? It's like people are afraid to stand out for whatever reason too. So that's why I feel also with like the car culture, the car community, there's not as many people because they're afraid to stand out too. They're afraid to yeah, do too much because that judgments. People will make basically a joke mm-hmm. if, you know, um, someone has a, uh, I guess a, like basically an odd or unique color per se, a bright yellow or orange or a neon green or purple or something, you know, like, oh, well, something's going on there. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, oh, I, I, I could be accustomed to that too a little bit in my sort of like corporate middle classy kind of brain sometimes, you know, where it's like, oh, well, that guy's compensating for something or he's got something weird going on. And it's like, oh, maybe he just likes that color, even though it's not, I'm thinking it's a little gaudy. Mm-hmm. He's like, I love this color. And I'm like, oh, that's just the way the world works. That's the way it should be. Is you should be able to do what you want. And there is no physical stopping of what they want to do. Yeah. But in our heads, we're like, well, we have to put them down a, a, a pedestal for some reason. Yeah. Do that. But um, I guess to kind of bring around, I guess, maybe it's sort of a start of the, the fact we're talking about this ease of customization, you know, and creativity that it's allowing people to maybe step out their shell a little bit and mm. try things. Especially with the way the internet communicates is you can kind of play the waters, you know, and if mm. you get positive feedback, maybe you build some confidence. Well, I say we're getting there. I see more people like, inter- I see more of the internet that actually public. That's yeah. that's really key difference though. I see more people getting expressive on the internet, whether it be cars, clothing, you know, mm. just whatever, you know. Um, but in person, it's pretty boring. Like yeah. very few people I see actually really stand out, like really stand out. Mm. So, like, I have a few friends, like, like for example, I think the furry, the furry community, and some of them wear tails in public. They have those little tails that they wear. Yeah. Um, my first associate, when I first saw it, like, years back, I thought about middle school with basically, like, goth kids. Mm. So, like, just wearing those tails, I'm like, hey, fucking loser. You know? But now I'm kind of like, it shouldn't really matter. I mean, if they want to wear it for their own personal satisfaction, like, go ahead. It's like, who cares, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, you'd be amazed how many people I see, though, make, like, comments Mm. And it's just like, oh, look at that. It's, it's, yeah, that's interesting. That it's it, like um, bigots. <laughs> <laughs> it's either bigots or faggots. It's one of the two. Whoa, yeah. okay. You guys like, like, <laughs> I'm not saying that. But that's one of the, <laughs> I'm not saying that's what you should call them. Because, you know, it's three your own. But you get that where it's like there's something wrong with them fundamentally. Yeah, exactly. Because they do something mildly out of the norm that the vast majority do. Even though we're all supposed to be unique snowflakes. Unique <laughs> snowflakes. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. We're butterflies that need to fly the coop. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's weird. I you get that. So, for example, like YouTube is. I've been I've been researching what vehicle chains may want to make and what route I want to go. Right. It's like, well, whatever route I want to go, then what what options are there for things I want to do to make that vehicle unique or perform differently? And uh, you just get like a regular Joe who just like lives in fucking Arizona, and he's like, oh, here's what I did to mine. Here's my random vehicle that you'd never meet them in person, but you're like, oh, okay, I see what you did there, and you're explaining to me like what your process was, so I have an idea. But that person's not like a big media creator on YouTube. They're just like, here's what I did to my car, blah, 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 and that's it. Well, on a side note, get, let's get a closing thought, because let's save at least a little mini segment for your fast charging. Mm-hmm. So what's your closing thought on, I guess, appreciation for customization? Oh, that right? Um... I think you're right with the, the tools are available, but it's, I guess, almost, once again, conspiracy time, it's kind of like the society and sort of culture is still not fully as open as the technology allows us to be. Mm, okay. So hopefully that changes over time. Because to me, I'm also like, ooh, do I want to do that? What if I get judged? Even if I think it's dumb, I should, if I like it, I should do it. But I'm like, mm, but people might think it's dumb. Okay. So I'm going to say vice versa. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say it's necessarily societal... Well, I mean, it is. Sorry, it is solid pressure, I should say. But more the fact that I don't think that pressure is there anymore. Like, in terms of, you know, you see that back in the day, like the 50s, right? There was definitely an expectation for, like, people to act certain ways, right? I've seen kind of a deviation from that over the decades, at least what I've been seeing. Um, 
But there, I think, though, the problem is the mentality is still there that you can't basically escape your hermit shell. You got to yes. stay within it. Like, and not because society is necessarily enforcing it, but more that we've been fundamentally taught that for so long that without even saying anything, you're already basically kind of almost like a default setting. This conservative you know? mindset. Even you. I yep, remember when Clevin had to force you to dance a bit. Well, yeah, because I'm not, that's exactly what I was basically, my experience of growing up, right? was extremely conservative. Yep. You know, and you don't get that, you know, that stepping stone of, you know, here's ex- here, here's experiencing how to be your, like, complete full self and, like, here's how you go about all these unique things you want to do or, like, trying things, dealing with the repercussions, blah, blah, blah. You know, you have a limited mindset of, well, maybe kind of play it safe and, like, oh, you don't want to do that. And you're like, but why? And they're like, oh, you just don't want to do that. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's okay. Conservatism, right? There's yeah. that, that thing gets in between a lot of stuff. And, of course, if you're if you're, if you're, if you're an anxious person or, you know, have, you know, um, social problems or you're just not used to, you know, basically exposing your full self and just being okay with whatever judgment it is, mm. people just tend to kind of stay within their shell, right? So... That's, that's actually true with me too, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I've got to find avenues to where I can basically break open a little bit and try things and just realize that it's okay. But that conservatism is really strong in the mind of not wanting to do something out of the norm that may cause judgment from basically shallow or judgy people. That's okay. Yeah. Daddy D is here to walk you through that. I'll I don't need another dad. More. I got too many dads. I've been over this. So... Let's say yeah. these last five minutes for your fast charging. Tell us about it. I hate people. Um, so, <laughs> the interesting tip is, so obviously we've had our EV race, not races in people, but a race is in who can finish with race war. Kid, race for, um, you know, sort of like who's going to sort of dominate and what the markets are going to look like for EVs. Um, and sort of, uh, I was reading, there was a car, I think it was a car and driver, a road and track. Mm, they did okay. a test of uh, 10 EVs over a thousand mile road trip. And one to th- one to three, uh, one to th- first to third, first to third place was Tesla's, right? Mm-hmm. It's like oh, surprise, blah blah blah. Tesla's, you know, the brand. Um, fourth place was the Mustang Mach-E, and then you had kind of a distant, a, de- a decent gap and some major changes, including like the Mustang Mach-E. I believe they had a take on, and it beat the take on in mm. terms of the time. You know, it's a thousand mile road trip, so you got to factor in. They have to reach certain points, and then of course, charge the vehicles. And then whoever can get to the end point at that thousand miles obviously wins. And the point being that the integration of Tesla, basically for all of their faults, I think the one thing that they're so far ahead on is the integration of how the vehicle, you know, obviously uses its energy and those systems. So, you know, battery motor, you know, and software and how all of the charging infrastructure just works for their vehicles. There's no, basically no headaches and it's overbuilt compared to everyone else for what it needs to do, right? So that's why the Tesla's one is they had an available abundance of chargers. And you look at EV EV chargers like in public versus Tesla superchargers, right? Mm. It's stupid. It's like, okay, Tesla has 10 stalls over there. And then there's two for, for EV go or charge point, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're both full. So, so, so good fucking luck, right? Mm. So the point being, uh, which is interesting, is just... The infrastructure is an interesting problem that, which I think I mentioned, you know, like with the F-150 Lightning is just like with the Mustang Mach-E, it's a really good, it's going to be a good product, you know, and uh, on the face of it, it's going to work well. But of course, what charging issues are you going to have on a road trip fundamentally that may prevent people going the EV route, Mm -hmm. right? So 
we'll have to see. And this is not just saying this is not just Ford's fault. It's a combination of Ford not being a sole EV maker, right? So the way they build cars is still traditional, yeah. just with the EV components. Um, and then also these third parties that do the charger. So the issue is just like trying to get everything to integrate. It's just like it's just like the Apple thing. It's like Tesla is basically Apple where, you know, people think, oh, it's dumb or you don't get a lot for your money or they're just hype, right? But everything just works as flawlessly as it can for the car market pretty much, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, but in terms of having an EV, you know, that goes fast, has good range, that charges and has features, and then using it on a road trips, it just works the best. Mm-hmm. Like just bar none, it does. And then... You know, people can speculate that all these all these car brands have like you know these new capabilities. Um, you know, like the new the new Audi e-tron, the GT, the the, the sedan mm-hmm. can charge like stupid fast, right? It has crazy capability for fast charging, but good luck finding one of those fast chargers. You know, mm-hmm. like it has to be built. Whereas Tesla has roadmaps to where they constantly update and you know, blah, blah blah. But what's interesting and the reason I bring this up is so all these issues arise where it's like Tesla and their integrated network versus other brands is tesla is going to open up their superchargers to other brands Mm -hmm. so this is like a problem solved type deal i think is of course you you get in the u.s you're going to need an adapter which is not you know Mm -hmm. crazy expensive so you can live with it just for the 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 tesla charge port versus your charge port but they do that then like you just have access to a really capable set of charging networks and assuming you know like manufacturers don't do weird stuff to where they're like, no, we're not going to do it. Um, because there's really nothing you need to do overall. Mm-hmm. Then this is going to be a game changer to where it's not just a case that Tesla and their network. It's like, okay, well, if everyone has access to that same network, then it's just a case of like, well, what brand has the features you want? Okay. You know, it's like, it's going to be a great shift because I see, I mean, I've seen it's like with the, the EVs coming out is there are just headaches with not being, being a non-Tesla owner that drives an EV. Mm. It's like, okay, well... There's different speeds of fast chargers. How fast can my car charge? And like, is there going to be issues? Because there's always issues with you just get to a charger, it just doesn't work. Okay. So, question is, so what are your closing thoughts for this mini segment? Um, it's just interesting to see that this is like the, the big change was Tesla. Like, all right, we get it. Everyone likes our network and they want in. Mm-hmm. So, we're just going to allow them to. And that's going to really bring, I think, EV adoption up a lot. Is like just the like the fact that there's a giant network that exists already mm-hmm. that everyone else can use now. Okay. It's going to be a great time. Okay. Mine are in the year 2040. The United oh, States passes an all-electric bill that causes every manufacturer to switch to electric. The nuclear plants explode. <laughs> no, I was looking to that. <laughs> Beat to it. But At midnight on 2039, New Year's Eve. All computer grids will interface with one another. July 4th, 2.0. What? <laughs> no, no, no. Y2K, 2.0. Y2LK, 43. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, For a little so, bit, yeah. If we get a nice actual electrical grid, please don't panic, people. Yeah. Nothing's going to, like, crazy crash. Don't fuck it up. So, remember we were going back and forth with, you know, Cybertruck and F-150? Okay, this isn't a closing stop, yeah. but okay. Doesn't matter anymore, Dylan. It doesn't matter anymore. Get either or. Yeah, 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 it's good either, honestly. That's it. We solved world hunger. Woo! <laughs> All right, thanks for listening.